All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Not much today, man. Feels like a long drug out week, but uh, just waiting for a Leafs game. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, Connor McDavid and company will be in town coming up on Saturday. So will the Oilers Nation faithful, and they're going to be fired up. They're rearing to go. I know they're going to be in town starting tomorrow, but uh, the Leafs returning are looking to return the favor in that game. And it's uh, it's always one of those weeks, and it, it goes so slow, I find, when the Leafs don't play, right? And for a player, from that perspective, it must feel so good to have a couple days off in a, in a busy, busy 82-game slate, right? Oh, it's awesome, man. You can uh, just look at the practice ahead. You know, you'll have a couple of rough days to start and then it'll start to tone down and turn into some flow practices towards the end of the week. But you know that you can like just relax a little bit. You don't have to be packing a bag or jumping on a plane. Yeah. You know, you, you can you don't have to worry so much about your sleep. You can go out to dinner with some friends and have a few glasses of wine or a beer. You can stay up a little later. It's just a little bit just a little bit of a breather and you can you know stay extra at the rink and get some rehab done or do some physio whatever you need to do you can just it's just nice to have a breather and not have to worry about what's coming and what happens on game day and the video and the breakdown and the lineups and all the preparation you can just let it go for a minute and take a breath it's kind of nice for those guys this will benefit a lot of guys, including some of the veteran players, but most specifically uh, John Tavares, who didn't play against New Jersey, Austin Matthews, who I think there's no doubt he's been a bit nicked up for the majority of the season. So I look at it as a positive, even when Matthews missed uh, those three weeks. What did he miss, like five games? I think it's a benefit 
in the schedule, and then you get set for the uh, the stretch drive. I believe Toronto's got four games next week. So looking forward to that. Um, I did get a chance to watch some hockey on Wednesday. Uh, what a hit or a weird hit, like a pancake hit. Logan Stanley and Kirill Kaprizov. And the quiet story in the NHL right now is how hot the Wild have been. Did you see that? I did. It was kind of... I Like, Kaprizov stops dead, and then he runs... Forced him to run right into him. And then if he could have rolled off or something... But he kind of turned and went right back into... What is it, Stanley? Yeah, Logan Stanley. Stanley couldn't yeah. really go anywhere, but I don't know how much of an effort Stanley... Like, he ran right in him. I only expected, and then Kaprizov oh. just falls in the weirdest way, like a toddler doing the splits. Like you're worried about your knees and your groins and your hips. Jesus, I would have been down there. I would have been calling the stretchy out for that. That looks awful on everything. <laughs> I don't blame Six Stanley. I don't blame Logan. anyone. I, I don't blame anybody. I yeah. heard a lot of hate going towards different guys. It's like that's just a yeah. weird play. Like I don't think it's either, but either of the guys' fault. You. Logan Stanley six foot eight. No, I don't think so. But uh, in this day and age, I didn't I didn't expect much of a response. But every time you're on social media, a fan base is going to be pissed. That's your best player, right? So I think if you're if you're somebody on that Minnesota roster, don't you almost need to step up? Uh, you know, it reminds me a lot of uh, remember the John Tavares hit a couple years back in the playoffs where he just took the that knee? knee. I think it was from Corey Perry, and right away, like Nikki Foligno, I was so jacked. Like he had no business scrapping after that. Like it was just a uh, uh, inadvertent sort of knee that that you know wasn't like meant, and and Felino ends up scrapping uh, Perry after. It just reminded me of that a lot. Yeah, I remember that a big game in the playoffs to your captain where yeah. it's Perry, and you could kind of like you could justify that for Felino. Everyone liked to see it, and those two guys have been playing yeah. a ga- playing the game a long time. And I remember they both saying, "Hey, like Felino, he says you might not have meant to do that, but we're gonna go here." And you know that rough conversation yeah. we had with Latang, he came up to me and he goes, "I know you probably didn't spear him, but we gotta go here." And but in that situation, regular season, I bet you half the team didn't even see it. You don't have to say. There's no problem there wasn't a response or anything, but uh, I think it was just a weird play, to be honest. Like, uh, kind of a nothing play that just looks funny on on uh, on film. Got pancaked. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out, and don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs, as you see on your screen there, courtesy producer Alex. Starting Monday, again, we've been teasing this for weeks. We'll be taking the show live to our very own YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401. We just hit 1,000 subscribers yesterday, so pump for that at the Leafs Nation 401. Again, starting on Monday, we're going to move from the Nation Network YouTube page live to the uh, Leafs Nation YouTube page. So make sure you are subscribed at the Leafs Nation 401. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to it a bit later on in the show. Uh, meantime, yesterday we had a chance to go uh, mono a mono one-on-one, I guess two-on-one with Travis Green, the former Toronto Maple Leaf from the Pat Quinn era, uh, formerly the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks a couple years back. So we'll play that interview for you in its entirety coming up in about five, uh, six, seven minutes from now. For now, let's get over the boards. So naturally, Rosie, with all the off time between games, uh, I love this market for this very reason. Some brewed up controversy, some brewed up conversations. The latest being, say game one is tomorrow or even in future, game one coming up against Tampa Bay Lightning. Who should start in between the pipes for the Maple Leafs? Is it Ilya Samsonov or is it Matt Murray? Who would you take? 
Well, if they started tomorrow, you would take Ilya Samsonov. He's hot. His last few games have been good. Um, Murray's come off a loss, the one game he's played since he's been hurt. But that's not the case. So realistically, the whole year I've been saying you go with the hot hand, you go with the hot hand. And, you know, it, the playoffs aren't tomorrow. They're, you know, in several weeks. So I think if it's a complete 100% tie and there's nothing standing out about either of them I think you're going to go with experience with Matt Murray assuming that you know that's not tomorrow I want him to play some games get some wins show some of the stuff that Sammy's been showing just like they were earlier in the season they were both hot they both have nine something save percentages um, below three goals against by far I think if all things being kind of the same and they're both playing good you might go with that experience level but that's not the case right now. I think there's going to be some uh, some case for that. But if it was tomorrow, you'd go with Sammy. But I don't think you leave Murray off the off the table at this point. Not to be a cop out answer in long, I I say who cares? Um, let me spin it this way for you, Rosie. What are the chances both goaltenders play in that series against Tampa? I think it's really high. I think it's really high too. I don't like, especially with Keith coaching this team they do not mind mixing things up they are not uh some coaches are like obsessed with not touching the lineup no matter what it's almost like a uh a, what do you call it um superstition where you can't touch the lineup and i've played for guys like that where you know that you aren't leaving the lineup or nothing's changing or so-and-so's not coming back in no matter what happened in the game no matter who was terrible and who was good or what they he will not touch the lineup if you win and uh, I do not think Keith's like that at all. So if one guy has a bad game and is looking rough, you could go to the next guy, and I don't think it's going to tear the other one's confidence apart. Y you switch hit these guys like you have the whole year. For the record, uh, I would go with Ilya Samsonov as well. I mean, it's one of those questions. Uh, either guy I think is going to be a good option uh, long-term. Again, I think both guys will start, will play at least, uh, you know, one period, we'll say, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's just the way things trend. Like, it's not Vasilevsky where you know every minute of the series is likely to be him. I think, in fact, we're going to see both goaltenders. But I, I would give the edge right now, as we have this conversation, Ilya Samsonov, longer sample size. He's been healthier for longer. He's been a great story. And quite frankly, the big E-word. I think he's earned the game one start, Rosie. Yeah, that's hard to argue with right now. I mean, no one knows what's going down the stretch, what's going to happen to finish the season. That's kind of my point. But... Yeah, he's uh, he looked fantastic his last game. He's looked fantastic in a whole bunch of games. His numbers are great, and he has been a great goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's just no way to to split that up and make that untrue. It's that's that's what it is. He's been a great goalie for them almost the entire year. Barely has taken games off. Here we are at another edition of Rosie Tweets. Let's fire up the tweet producer, Alex Rosie. You've been on fire the last little while with your tweets, so I uh, could only imagine what's in store for today's edition. Here we go. Here it is. Oh, yeah. You're breaking down the knob here. Oh, yeah. On Tyler Bertuzzi's twig. This is kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Frick, <laughs> I've never seen that before. It looks like he just grabbed it off the shelf. Sick. You can imagine that that sharp end of that composite stick would just be eating holes in your gloves. Not like you can't get new ones, but I'm looking at that and everyone is like, this is disgusting. This is awful. Or this is that. I'm like, this is awesome. Like who on earth would do that? I've seen guys just have a tiny little skinny knob at the top or maybe one little patch at the bottom, but that's just insane to have nothing but 
but the bears stick up at the at the grip it's i think it's wicked anytime a guy does something crazy like ryan o'reilly's stick curve and stuff like that i think it's wicked that a guy at that level has gotten to the point where he's using something so off the off the grid i have a small knob what's the size of your knob ah medium to to medium yeah medium regular yeah uh <laughs> No, because I, I I saw this tweet and I laughed with you. I'm like, is that even legal? Like, can't can't that be used as a weapon? How many butt ends have we seen in the history of this league to use an open knob like that? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. It's sharp, and I mean, just the knob in general can wear a hole in your gloves in a short amount of time, and that that must just chew the shit out of his glove. But for whatever reason, he likes it. I don't know how you could get a good feel not knowing where that top of the stick is. But hell, that guy's. Uh, he knows what he's doing better than I do. So good for him. And I'm wondering how long he's had that for. I'd like to ask him. Get him on the we show. Have him on one time. Yeah, that's Tyler Bertuzzi, who I wanted to be a Maple Leaf, goes from Detroit to Boston. That's that third line. And I like the fact, too, that you doubled down and you went with a tweet saying, depends who you're playing with. And uh, the spelling on yours is bang on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's fucking drink up the apostrophe today. <laughs> <laughs> i was replying to someone's comment i don't think i know how to use twitter good yeah. enough yet but someone said something yeah. the, the bottom part means something i can't remember what though it was late at night which bottom part depends who you're playing with someone said something and i was replying to what he what he said i can't remember how it went oh down. no I, I i i took it as oh, okay i took it as like you meant like if you're playing a team you don't like or a player you don't like then whatever ah, you know fucking take the butt end right just a butt end right through someone's visor. Yeah, that's how I used in a lot it. of different ways. Anyways, as we teed up to start off this show, uh, we had a chance to interview Travis Green yesterday. So why don't you watch this and have a listen? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Travis, uh, first and foremost, thanks so much for doing this. In preparation for this interview, I was looking back at the good old days. Uh, how much money would I have to give you to pay you 
to bring back that Razor Ramon mullet from your Islanders days. <laughs> it's funny. I had a shower this morning and I was combing my hair and I'm like, God, it's getting a little long at the back. I had to tuck it in a little bit, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was hot back then. Everyone was, had the long hair going. So, but you'd probably have to pay me a lot. Greeny, it's back though, man. Like everybody's got mullets and muzzies <laughs> now. It makes no sense to me. It's funny. My kid's going, my kid plays junior hockey. My son does. And, uh, their, their whole team, I think, is going for uh, mullet cuts today. Jeez. Your, um, hockey D- your hockey DB picture is something else. Like, <laughs> I can see why they use that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So uh, let's get into the lease conversation. That's why we want to get sure. you on. Obviously, your recency in the league, playing in this league, playing in this market when they're actually winning playoff games, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But what did you make of the deadline activity? Obviously, very, very busy time for the Maple Leafs. Well, it's hard not to to like what they've done. Um, you can see, you know, where they management the team itself, where they felt they needed to add. It, it's it's you know, to me, it, it tells you a lot about where they think their team is at, and uh, as far as what they needed, but also uh, how far they think they can go. And uh, you know, it's probably the city's probably I'm guessing is buzzing right now, which it always is, but even more so. But I'm sure the guys in the room are excited. Uh, as they have, have the, as the most excited they've been in a long time. Do you think, uh, you know, the chemistry conversation is something I wanted to bring up with you. Obviously, you're right. part of those Leafs teams where you guys were just adding left and right. Deadline time was nuts, man. I remember, like, running home from school and just looking to see who they picked up. Like, it's a different era without social media. But, like, chemistry around the deadline, do you think that conversation is overplayed? Because, obviously, they're having it on Broadway right now with the Rangers, certainly with the right. Maple Leafs, all the activity. <laughs> How does a team build chemistry, Travis? Well, there's something to be said about it. Uh, you know, I, I think when you look at what Toronto's done, what, what uh, you know, what the Rangers have done, uh, people forget that the, the element of where do these guys fit uh, goes into the equation. Uh, it's easy just to put a bunch of names on paper and say, okay, let's go win a hockey game. But guy, the coach still has to figure out where to play everyone. I, I saw the Rangers the other night where they had – you know, a totally different looking power play than they had uh, two weeks ago. And they've already got a good power play. And, and you know, that's the challenging part as a coach is, is how is our team playing right now? Uh, how are they going to play when we change everything, if we change everything? Or do we just slide guys in and kind of let them find their way on the team before we make wholesale changes? And I, I think you're, you know, I've, I've watched some of Toronto's games since the trade uh you know, you're seeing Sheldon play around with different things, but obviously Tavares and O'Reilly didn't play last night. And uh, But you still look at their team. They're, they're built for the playoffs where they've got depth when guys are out of the lineup. They can still beat good teams. Rosie? Yeah, Trav, like, you know, with your coaching experience, something that's become a pattern with the Leafs that you're probably familiar with is, you know, they're able to go into a barn and beat Boston and New Jersey and Tampa Bay, and then they'll yeah. consistently <laughs> lose teams to Phoenix and and. Chicago and Columbus what from your perspective as a coach what what is that is it just a mental preparation thing or like if you were their coach how do you address that because it's it's definitely a pattern at this point well I think it's in every case when that happens if that happens it's probably a little different uh when you play in Toronto though a lot of times certain things are already out there before you even address it as a coach and and you know, that's the challenge of coaching in a Canadian market sometimes is yeah. the obvious is the obvious within the room and the team knows it. They know they haven't played well. Uh, and it's easy to sit and say, hey, it's a maturity level. It's a, you know, 
they're taking teams lightly, but they know it. The players know it, and I'm sure the coaches have discussed it. <clears throat> that uh, and they haven't got it done. And, and you know, from the outside looking in, I, I'd probably the easy thing to say is that it is probably a maturity thing of their group. And uh, you know, I think the teams that win in the long run, they they bring it every night, and they they have a certain style of game or a certain uh, way they play that doesn't change from team to team. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and some of it could be a little bit of coincidence as well. Mm-hmm. Like to that point, too, we, we've had this conversation for many years. Like remember the Washington conversation, the Tampa conversation. They couldn't get over that hump. They finally got over that hump. So that, right. that gives you optimism that it can be done. So I ask you this question, Travis. What does Toronto need to do to finally get over that hump in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, I don't think there's a simple answer. Uh you know, that's the million-dollar question that every team in the league looks to get the answer to at the very end. Uh, you know, again, I'm not inside that room, but when you watch the lease and they haven't got it done, uh, you know, they have to find a way. And playoffs are hard, heavy hockey. Uh, I think the Leafs have put themselves in a spot this year that, you know, when you talk about favorites to win the Cup, they're, they're right there. Uh, and now they just got to go out and do it. And, and, you know, playoff hockey is different, though, than regular season hockey. And the Leafs have played enough games now that they know that. They've brought in some guys that have gone all the way. And I think that's going to really help them in the crunch time uh, in those games where not just the games you need to win or you win or you're in, but it's the games that you lose and you, and you have a day in between games and, and you're having team meetings. Uh, it's not just what the coach says. It's what the guys inside the room say. And, uh, you know, and sometimes it's not, you know, I don't want to use the word unkind, but they're honest words from players that feel it and and understand what's going on in the room. And that sometimes pushes a player to to do something maybe uncomfortable and what's needed to win a series. And then there's the whole animal of the team they're likely to face in the Tampa Bay Lightning for the second straight season. They had them on the ropes, but you coached against this team, man. You got Vasilevsky, you got Kucherov, you got Stamkos, you got Point. Like, it just goes on and on and on and on with stud players on that roster. So from that perspective, you know, what type of game plan do you think you would have in place, especially knowing Ryan O'Reilly is now in the mix and we assume he's going to be healthy and good to go for game one? The matchup game, like how big of a story will that be in this potential series? I think it will be. I, I, I mean, again, I go back to where Toronto's at and their team. Like, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Tampa comes in and says they're the underdog, you know? Yeah. And you look at the depth of Toronto, uh, what they can do, how they can change their lineups. They've got 90 on their roster now. Um, if they're healthy going in, I don't think they have to sit here and, and think of – how are we going to win it's or that it's going to be a surprise if they win I, I would expect that they're probably the favorites going into that series and uh you know but Tampa's they, they know how to win they've done it they've been there they've gone through some hard battles they've gone through a tough stretch lately uh but you see they bounced back with a win yesterday and I'm you know I'm certain that they're going to find their game the time the playoffs roll around it's going to be an exciting series Speaking of which, Travis, like your time back in Toronto, you were part of uh, some of those teams that were winning series and whatnot. What's your memories of playing in that city during that era and with those types of players? Well, I mean, it was, it was as a hockey player, Jay, like you'd, you'd understand it. Uh, You know, I think every Canadian kid should get a chance to play in Toronto. 
Uh, it, it really is special. And, and when you win in the playoffs there and win a series, win a game, uh, the city's buzzing uh, from game to game. Uh, it, it was really the most exciting time in, uh, of my NHL career are those moments, those playoff moments that uh, you win, obviously, uh, and losing. It, you know, you feel it. You feel it more when you're in Toronto, that's for sure. And, and uh, I look back at those at those moments and cherish it. It's hard not to as a hockey player. I think it's one thing to win in <clears throat> in certain cities. Uh, you dream to win the cup. I could only imagine what it would be like to do it in Toronto. From a fan's perspective, uh, I remember watching back in that era. I fucking lived and died with every loss and hit. I mean, that that, that was a war. And I understand the game's yeah. a lot different now, guys. For sure. That was a war. And you lived it, man. Like, what was it like to play for Pat Quinn? Yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, Pat was, when I talk about Pat, I, I it was just his presence more than anything with Pat. I, I don't think he would proclaim to be an X's and O's guru. Uh we had a strong veteran team, though, that knew how to play the game. And probably, you know, the X's and O's weren't something that we needed to be taught a lot of, especially back then. It wasn't as detailed of hockey. But he was a presence. And, uh, you know, when he wanted to get a message across, he, he was he was good at doing it. A lot like uh, Al Arbor, I guess, when I had the chance to play with Al Arbor. But, you know, people talk about hockey back then and how – and I remember those series when we played oh. New York. Uh, Ottawa uh, and they were tough and rough and, and dirty but you know you watch playoff hockey and you get down to the ice level and you're in it right now it's it's tough hockey and these guys are laying it on the line um, you know it, it's different but it's not a lot different it's hard it's heavy it's uh, every little inch of the ice matters and yeah. uh, you've got to fight and grab for it uh, and if you don't the ice can get tilted and it's just Sometimes it's just that extra little little puck battle that decides the difference in a series, to be honest. Seems more like more and more this year or this, this day and age when they go from the regular season to the playoffs. So I'm just always surprised at the intensity that is brought. And I don't think there's yeah. an era that has as big of a difference in regular season to playoff hockey because they come out banging and it seems like yeah. they got no time to waste. And it's just, it's like a shock to watch because you're like, here we go. It's some of the yeah. most exciting hockey right now. Well, I think so too. And that's where I'm like, that's, you know, there's teams that get close to that on a consistent basis in the regular season. And, uh, and personally as a coach, I, I tend to talk about that part of the game in the regular season a lot more than maybe other parts. And it's yeah. that will, it's that compete, it's that fire, that, that desire to win. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love players that love playing hockey. And I find those are the guys that just want to be at the rink. They love it. They love competing, even in a little, you know, a little battle in practice. Because yeah. that ultimately rolls over into playoffs and how high can your compete level get? Uh, how high can you, how much can you get outside your comfort zone uh, to win, really? And what will you do to win? And ultimately, the best teams, they'll, they'll do a lot to, to win. And that's why I like some of the pickups at this deadline, right? Like Luke Shen will drag you into the fight. Nola Chari, Jake McCabe, you know, Sam Lafferty, yeah. I thought was really, really good um, in that victory against the New Jersey Devils. You need those engine type players who are going to drag you into the fight, taking nothing away from the big boys, you know, because they've had their moments, but certainly not yeah. in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I got to ask you about X factors, right? Like, I think automatically you look at the pinnacle of teams in Tampa. It always seems like, 
you know, a Paul or a Hagel scores that big time goal, a Coleman, a good role, like list your player. Who are some guys on this Leafs roster you think could potentially be X factors? I know Alex Kerfoot's a guy's name we brought up quite a bit. Yeah, I like Alex Kerfoot a lot. Uh, I know we we tried to sign him when we were in uh, Vancouver coming out of college, and I've, I've just because of that, I've I've watched his career. Uh, I think really when you go through their lineup, it could be anyone, and I and I think that's what the what's great about the Stanley Cup is when you look back at the teams that ultimately win it. Uh, you know, there's probably five, six, seven guys that you can go through and say, man, they gave us something extra in the playoffs. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Uh, you need everyone. Uh, you can't just rely on your best players to win. It's hard for them as well. But, you know, they also step up at times during a Stanley Cup run or during a, a series victory. And, uh, you know, that's the best thing about, I think, the the Stanley Cup is – you can't win it with half the team. You can you, you know, you need everyone to step up at some point in the series. And it might even be a guy that he might be in the playing for the Marlies right now uh, that comes up and all of a sudden, you know, scores a big goal, makes a big block. And it's something that you never thought might happen. But that's that's the best part of playoff hockey is that whole team mentality. Could also be playing for the University of Minnesota, if you know what I'm saying. Wing, wink, nudge, nudge with Matthew Nyes, <laughs> right? We had him on the show a couple of weeks back. What a stallion of a kid. So put together and looking forward to see what he could potentially do at the NHL level here before the Stanley Cup playoffs. What's your read on, on, on Austin Matthews? I just said going into the year, it was unrealistic, the expectations that this market and this fan base in general had set for this kid. I mean, he still is a kid when you look at it. But what's yeah. your read on what we've seen from Matthew so far this season? Well, I, I just think, you know, uh, when you when you the reason the, the the fact that you're asking me the question it probably means that there's people are wondering if he's you know that he maybe he hasn't had a great year. I, I'm not con as a per coach or hockey guy from the outside. I look at Austin Matthews and and think, wow, you know, he's a great player. He's one of the best players in the league. Um, when I watch his games, I don't necessarily think there's anything missing and is he hurting or does he have a nagging injury I'm not sure but even when he's I think he's had a good season yeah he hasn't scored as much as maybe he has in the past but he's still one of the best players in the league uh when he has the puck it's it's hard to take him take it from him uh but I like how committed he's become and the type of player that he to me anyway that he's understanding much like a lot of young players take a little time and in that 200 foot game. And, you know, I noticed just coaching him from year one to year, whatever it was, five, the fifth year in Vancouver, how that part of his game changed and, and uh, his ability to shut down plays in his own zone really led to his team winning. <clears throat> and lastly, before we wrap, uh, you, you got any good playoff stories? I mentioned some of those rosters you were on, like, what was it like to play with some of those guys? And again, as mentioned, as Jay brought up, like just playing in the Stanley cup playoffs in this city, it's springtime. Yeah. You're feeling good. You're on King street West. You know, you're, you're buzzing out there. Uh, you know, when I look back I, and, and those teams in Toronto, I, I, you know, I think the compete level of the groups that we had, to be honest, uh, Internally, we had a lot of guys that, you know, were hard players, uh, but also skilled. And, uh, you know, I, I know when the game was on the line and the that, man, the guys in that room really wanted to win and would do literally anything to win, sometimes crossing the line. 
And, uh, you know, I think that's contagious too. It brings out, it makes, it makes another player play harder. It, you know, I know, you know, I looked at my career as a player and I didn't like the player I was my first six, seven years in the league. Uh, I liked the player that I was this, the last seven or eight years because I really figured out how to win or what it took to win and how hard you had to play. And a lot of that came from just being around guys that played hard and uh, competed and, and fought for every inch or every puck battle. And I think that was probably when I look back, I go through that lineup, there wasn't a lot of guys that, you know, didn't give you everything they had and whatever it would do, whatever it took to win. Well, personally, I think they should retire the number 39 in this market, but that's a story for another day. Uh, yeah, is it ever? <laughs> Greeny, yeah. appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for this. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Enjoy. man. Good. There you have it. Uh, Travis Green, former head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, former Toronto Maple Leaf, bringing the heat, man. That was quite the era, the Paquin era, man. That's when I learned how to be a Leafs fan. You got to learn to be a Leafs fan. Yeah, that's when I... Uh... Remember starting to watch them, Felix Potvan. I was kind of, ex, you know, obsessed with him as a goalie for some reason. The number twenty nine <laughs> and his gear and his mask and his style pad stack and hot glove was wicked. That's what I remember of that era. But looking back, they were all just wicked hockey players, tough guys of a really cool era. Okay, let's get to the points bet wrap up. Let's do it right now. Uh, just looking at the chat here on YouTube, Tim writes in. I say start Murray that it, that that way his confidence is there and you get the best out of his game. Then if you need to go Sammy, he's ready to go um, as that is how they've started the season. Sorry, I can't read today, but um, pretty much saying that he would go with Murray for game one. But it is a fun debate, right? I think both these guys to a degree have earned that responsibility. As mentioned, pull me right now, which we're doing, I would still lean towards Ilya Samsonov. Again, I think he's earned... He's earned that job, and uh, again, to that point, I think both guys anyways will be used in that series. Yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have. you got two capable goaltenders who are both playing good, and no one's you know, been bad enough to give the other guy, and both have been pretty good. I mean, if one guy's putting yeah. up league-high numbers, it's an easy conversation, but only a couple of teams have that guy out of all the goaltenders out there, so... They're both playing solid. We don't even know which one we'll go with. And I, we got weeks and weeks left here this season. And coming up the week before the uh, the actual puck drop on the playoffs, I think we'll probably have a clear answer on who that'll be that week. Do you have any updates on your guy, Luke Shen? Is anything going on there? Is the kid out yet? or? <sighs> no, I haven't. I'm uh, assuming yeah. maybe I haven't heard from him because the kid came or maybe I haven't heard from him because maybe. the kid hasn't but i'll check in with him he wants he to get like back you. with the team though but he's yeah. he's pretty appreciative of the way the uh the leafs organization has handled everything he's pretty appreciative of everything the leafs does he said even more so than yeah. when he played he goes this thing is such a big machine like nothing is spared and they just yeah. they just cater and are high class top to bottom through the whole organization he's actually shocked he's played a long time with a lot of different uh big time organizations Teams. and he yeah. just can't speak enough about the maple leafs and the way they're they're treating their players and the way they're handling everything yeah i thought it was very classy the way they set it up they let him allowed him to stay in vancouver it's kind of weird how it all worked out in this case makes his return then gets to stay there gets to be there for the birth of his child and Again, it runs the benefit too. They have nine defensemen. I'm I'm starting to wonder where the hell Connor Timmins is. Uh, but I did see a story that 
Um, the Leafs pretty much told Connor Timmons, you're going to be squeezed a bit. And I, I do think he's down the depth charts a bit, but how many times have we seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs injuries? Hell, there's still, what, 18 games left in the season. Injuries can happen. But to have that luxury of having a guy like Connor Timmons, who's been a, a pleasant surprise, is good news for this team. Yeah, it's just more depth on defense. You got nine legitimate defensemen that can play for you at any night on the in the playoffs. And uh, again, more good problems to have, man. It's better than having, you know, scrambling to figure out who you can rotate to put in that whatever sixth spot where mm, is not very deserving to even be in the league. That happens all the time. And you got to try to manage the load of your other guys and blah, blah, blah. We don't have that problem. So it's nice. Looking forward to uh, tomorrow's show. It is Friday. TGIF. We love the mail it in edition of the program. We'll tee you up for the Leafs and Oilers coming up on Saturday. And again, many thanks to Travis Green for stopping by. So we'll talk tomorrow. Okay, Rosie? Sounds good. See you then. All right. There you have it for producer Alex and, of course, Jay Rosehill, my esteemed co-host. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.